That's right. It is time again for the wrap. And the you just wrap. told me yesterday. I keep finding out yes. uh, almost every week that there is there are there are there more are, and more people. There are yeah, fans. The base we're growing is, by one person a, a month. I think sort of two. No, yeah. Kidding, no, <laughs> the uh, we we hear constantly from people who enjoy tuning in yeah. and listening. Um, and so we should start doing call outs for our fans. We should uh, for this episode. Um, thank you, Grandma Jane Milborn. There you go. Uh, for tuning in and watching. I'm sure that you're probably tuning in to watch Levi, not really me, but that's fine. I can live with that. <laughs> nah, she likes you too. She I likes know. you too. I yeah. like Grandma Jane too, so <laughs> shout out, call out to Grandma Jane. Watch she won't even watch this time. <laughs> we, comment if you watch this. Yes. Yes. Grandma Jane, we're counting on you to comment yeah. and say something if you're watching this. Whenever you're watching this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we do want to let you know that uh, as we get into episode 61 some, here. Some quick housekeeping. Quick, yeah. quick housekeeping. Uh, everybody needs a summer break, and I know this is going to pain people, but unfortunately, this next week will be our summer break. Uh, now, this is the first week we've actually missed. I know. In now, 16, we've been late a couple weeks. We have been, we've been late. Yeah. We've never fully missed an episode in a yeah. week. It took us all the way to episode 61. Two, it would be sixty-two. Yeah. So that's a pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. So this guy is going good to, run. This guy's going to camp. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be on a little bit of vacation next week, and so we just can't get our schedules to coordinate, mm. and we can't do two in the time we have for today. So next time you tune in for episode sixty-two, it will really be episode sixty-two and sixty-three. I'm going to kind of a two for next really, time. It's a bonus. We're really episode. not going to come, <laughs> we're not going to record two next time either. We're just going to do maybe a little extra information. Yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. extra. We won't leave you in the dark as we're, as far as we're, our story is going. No, we won't. Yeah. And so we left last time. Remember talking about that we were at the end of the Old Testament, really and truly. We talked about Nehemiah and Jerusalem being burned down and in disgrace right. and what in the world are God's... You know, like that's been the storyline the whole time, hasn't it? What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, all the way from the very beginning, from week one of this, oh my, it looks like the light is about to go out, that all hope yeah. is about to be lost. And it looks like that with Nehemiah until, with God's help, Nehemiah steps in, rebuilds the walls. Uh, unfortunately, it was only for a limited amount of time uh, because those walls eventually came back down again. Um, but it is a crucial, crucial point in Israel's history, uh, and really, for all intents and purposes, takes us to yeah. the end of the Old Testament uh, until there is a moment of silence. Moment is putting it like And by moment, I mean <laughs> four centuries yeah, yeah. of silence from God. No new revelation, no new nothing. And so we thought what would be helpful was rather than jump from Nehemiah and Wall's four centuries of no revelation, Jesus, yeah, yeah. that we would bridge that uh, with a very, very important book in the Old Testament, Isaiah. Um, Isaiah has been described as many different things. Uh, the one that I like the most, it tells you how important this book is. But honestly, right. I kind of found out that this book is actually very neglected. It's one of the biggest prophetic books in all the Old Testament, 66 chapters. Um, but it's just widely forgotten. Like we now, the things that we're going to be talking about are probably some of the highlight moments of Isaiah. But there's a lot in there, and understanding what Isaiah is doing is very, very important. Uh, but the description I like the most is that it is the Mount Everest of biblical prophecy mm -hmm. or of the Old Testament because it is just so grand and so majestic in, in what it does. And we know that so much of it is about prophecies directed towards the coming Messiah. Right. For the, for the Jewish people. 
Uh, now we on that side of everything are looking back saying, oh yeah, he, he came and he is still active and he's still here. Um, but uh, so that's what Isaiah does. And studying from this week's sermon, you know, a little bit more understanding is that Isaiah is unique in the fact that there certainly are touches of Messiah in a lot mm -hmm. of the prophets, but Isaiah really dedicates yeah. his entire book to it's that. It's hard one. to point at anything else in, yeah. in Isaiah. Like, That's his one this theme. Is the, this is messianic prophecy. Yeah, he, built, he builds that yeah. entire book around that one theme of Messiah, right. of a coming Messiah. Um, and it doesn't look like that when we start talking today and we open up the book of Isaiah. Because honestly, that's usually not what people do. They usually don't open up and go to Isaiah 1. And right. there's probably a good reason why. It's depressing. <laughs> it's, it's pretty harsh. <laughs> it's pretty harsh. But I think that we, for us to understand the rest of Isaiah and what we're going to talk about over the coming weeks, right. we have to start here and understand. It's the same thing that I say, and, and, and again, thinking about what I'm talking about in week two of Isaiah, mm -hmm. we have to have and know the bad news before we appreciate yeah. the good news. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so when we open up in Isaiah 1, which I just want to do a little backing up here, really about the first 12 chapters of Isaiah are kind of a, a unit together. Mm -hmm. um, the first, I mean, about six chapters are about the people's sin, individual sin, and seven, chapters 7 through 12 are about the national sin, the sins of its leaders. Um, but what's really confusing about Isaiah is we go about five chapters in, and then all of a sudden in chapter 6, which we'll talk a little bit more about here in a minute, that's when we get this call of Isaiah, and we're like, well, that's weird. Every other yeah, prophet, usually it's right up front. Every other prophet yeah. starts with the front. This is how I was called to ministry, and this is the result of my ministry. We don't get that with Isaiah. He starts right in and said, this is the ministry that I did. And oh, by the way, here's how I was called to it, which is very important because we're going to get to that in just a bit. But um, tell us a little bit about Isaiah chapter 1. What, think, what kind of themes and things jump out in Isaiah chapter 1? And really, I would say a lot of Isaiah 1 through 12, like I said. I mean, what, what's a lot of what's going on there in your recollection? Oh, I'm going to have to recollect. I was, I was just studying Jonah. Turn on your recollection. You know, we, we see, um, like you said, the, that the sins of the people, you know, and, yeah. and, and what they're, Falling short, you know, yeah. and I think that's that's like you said, that's really important having that, knowing how fallen we are before we yeah. recognize our need for the Savior. So yeah. I think that 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 whole theme of hey, you're you're going the wrong direction. Yep. You know, this is this is not good. Yep. So really, like what we want to kind of deal with today is just simply the first six chapters. Yeah. And what a good practice is to do, especially in a book, the length of Isaiah, 66 right. books, is just like, take an let's just take yeah a, a, yeah a big long look and just kind of the highlights and the headlines yeah. of those first chapters. And do you know what you hear a lot of in those first five, six chapters? Warning, <laughs> judgment, yeah. sin. Israel was off track. Right. Um, that, that's probably a mild and, and, and nice way of putting it. They were, the rails. They were a yeah. mess. <laughs> they were a hot, flaming mess yeah. at this time in their history. Um, so much sin, so much idolatry, so much just missing the mark and not being where God wants them to be. 
And so the one word that is used over and over again, especially in that first chapter, is the word. And what we built everything off of on Sunday was the word rebel. Yeah. And I asked a question over and over and over again in the service. And it was, I started with this question, what does a rebel look like? Hmm. And what would we what would we be inclined to say that a rebel looks like? You know, like if you were to physically look into a crowd of people, <laughs> like I can pick out the three rebels in this crowd any yeah. day. What would well, we? Well, you got your stereotypical people, you know. Yeah. You know, punk kid. Punk. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mohawk. Yeah. Tattoos, piercings, and like all those things. Be like that. Yeah. I could. That's not the case. Yeah. Because the secondary question or realization that I came from that was, couldn't a rebel look a lot like? You. Well, I admit I'm a rebel, but... Or me. <laughs> or all of us. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to look a certain way. Right. And in fact, when you're in Isaiah chapter 1, they looked and... They and looked like they, they had it all part. together. They yeah. played the part. Yeah. But God says, no, 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 no. You don't, you're not playing the part very well. I can yeah. see right through it. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of what we dealt with on Sunday, which is... Honestly, like, cause that's not a really comfortable sermon topic yeah. to really sit and listen to, right? Like, we're, we're rebels. We're rebels at heart. Yeah. And rebels at heart, left to themselves, only know how to do one thing. Right. Rebel and go the opposite direction that they're supposed right. to go. And I think I think it's you know when we think the word rebel, we think of someone <clears throat> and their actions. Yeah. Very. I would say very overt. Right. Right. They they very are obvious. obvious Re, they're rebelling, but when God's talking about them rebelling, it's not because they're doing all the actions. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing some things that aren't right as well, but yes, their heart was what was rebelling. It was off, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Right, yeah. So I'd say that is, that's a thing too. Is we may not be in our lives very overt or obvious with our rebellion. Yeah, I think that Judah was. Um, you know, I know that in the first chapter it talks about their their worship. I mean, that should be the one thing that defines them. That how right. can we be rebels because we're bringing sacrifice and we're burning the incense and we're we're doing all of the motions and the actions of worship. And what does God say about their worship? It's detestable. I yeah, I, yeah, I hate, hate it. Yeah, you're you're like whoa, whoa, wait a minute, hold Some on. Some strong words. Something just happened here. The very things that you've commanded your people to do, the very worship you've called them to, is now the thing that you hate and you're condemning them for. And it's what you said. It's because yeah, it's their, their attitude was all wrong and their heart was, was off. Yeah. It was off the rails. They, and again, so this is a very important point. Like, let me press on that a little bit. It is totally possible for us in our outward actions mm -hmm. to betray the unbelief that lies in our heart. Yeah. Um, that'll show up again. Say that again for the people in the back, yeah. right? <laughs> the, the people in the back, let's say it again. It is, yeah, the outward true, actions though. of our religion we can, hide a lot. can mask the unbelief of our hearts. Well, they, Pharisees and Sadducees, and they Jesus had the same issues, yeah. right? They, they, were, they looked all pious on the outside and looked like they had it all together, and What's Jesus call called them? them out. Whitewashed, Whitewashed tombs. tombs, dead yeah. on the inside. Yeah, you may look good on the outside, but you're yeah. dead on the inside. That, that, that's pretty harsh, by the way. Yeah. That, that usually doesn't win you friends. You don't no, influence no. people that way. But uh, <laughs> Jesus doesn't care because it's like right. this is... The, and this is a thing, you know, we, we in our, our culture today, I think, are very hesitant, and I'm going to, our, our vocabulary word of the day, reticent, just means hesitant, but a fancy yeah. way of saying it. Uh, <laughs> that's the word of the day, look it up, reticent, um, to talk about our shortcomings, and, or yeah. other, especially other people's shortcomings. 
But I think the most unloving thing for God to do would be to say, and he does do this, by the way. I'll let you go ahead and just go your own way, and we'll see where it ends up. Destruction every single time. The most loving thing God could do is to call out and say, no, 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 my people, you have to stop. In fact, we kind of went through a series on things on Sunday is that we we centered everything around this concept of the rebel, that rebels have to be, first of all, warned. Right. That's the first part of Isaiah one is he's like he's basically calling them to court and says you're on you're on trial I'm gonna call out yours which is not fun right when you have to like I've never said at a trial but I've watched it it's like how fun would that be to sit there and listen to all of the list of complaints somebody has against you and all of your wrongdoings and shortcomings not great but it's the starting point for you to get your heart right right and your attitude right. So rebels need to be warned. The second thing that we've kind of already talked about was that rebels need to stop going through the motions. That's what verses about 10 through 15 is like, I hate your worship. It's, yeah. it's false. You know, he'll say it later on, Isaiah 26 here. They, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. They're yeah. just going through the motions. Um, and so we talked about that. Um, and then what's really interesting, and we kind of made a, we stopped for a minute in Isaiah 1, and we jumped Isaiah 6, Isaiah's call, because I said, I think for us to truly understand and to, because one of the things we said is, okay, so here's the deal. This is a great question for anybody. So you're telling me that I'm rebellious. Am I just resigned to that? Mm. Do I just have to live with that my entire life? And you know what, for our world today, for so many people in the world today, I feel like they feel like that. I'm just stuck. I, I'm, I'm here and I'm never going to get out of this. You don't yeah. know, you know, how, how, what I've been through. Like, no, here's the deal. You don't have to be resigned to that. There is a solution. There is an answer. And his name is Jesus. Yeah. And so the, Isaiah 6 is very interesting. If you read the first part of it, Isaiah's call, because I think it is the answer to helping us begin to turn about, around a rebellious heart. Now, we don't do that on our own. Only through the grace of Christ does our rebellious heart change right. and be transformed. Um, but Isaiah has this vision of God. That's his, this is his call to ministry in Isaiah chapter 6. Says the, the, his, his glory filled the temple, smoke filled the temple. And what does it say Isaiah does when he get, catches a vision of who God is? Falls on his face. Falls on yeah. his face. By the way, if you go through so many places in Scripture, I think of Peter when he comes in face-to-face with Christ. What does he say to Jesus? Get away from me yeah. because I I'm am an unclean. Yeah. I'm not worthy. I'm an unclean man. Yeah. I'm a man. I'm a sinful man. Guys, whenever, for those of you again in the back, please, this is a very important point. Yeah. Only when we see ourselves in right relation mm. and in the light of God yes. do we really see ourselves for who we are. Right. So I think that's why we're so like bent in our lives today is because we don't shine God's light. And guess what? Doesn't scripture say that? It says it in some of the letters at the, in the New Testament. It's like people don't want to live in the right. light. They want to be in the dark because they want to hide what's going on. Yeah. When we are brave enough to shine a light on what our life is true, truly is, then we see ourselves for how small and how far away from <clears throat> what, what Paul would say in Romans, the glorious standard that God has for us, yeah. how far away from that we are. Um, and Isaiah sees that, and he's humbled. And I think, really, we talk about that, that rebels need to be warned, they need to stop going through the motions, but I think at the end of the day, the thing that Isaiah shows us in his call is that, that sinners need to repent. Mm, yeah. Not a popular word, right? not a word that we like to use, but what does he say? He goes, woe 
is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. I'm sinful, yeah. and I live among a sinful people. We were talking, we've, you know, we, on Thursday nights for Bible study, we through these minor prophets, and you taught, you know, on Jonah here um, recently, and I said one of the healthiest things that we can do in our lives almost daily is to have a moment where you just set aside and you say, I'm far off. Yeah. A moment of repentance. Not just for ourselves, but especially for ourselves. I and mean, it starts right there. But for a whole world around us, mm. we, we have all yeah. messed this up, God. Yeah. And I think that's the point where Isaiah sorts to, he reveals in his call what we are supposed to be doing mm. with, as rebels yeah. with rebellious yeah. hearts. Well, and you also see God's faithfulness to cleanse us. Yes, because it comes back to that right. at the end, right? Because we, so we jumped from Isaiah 6, went back into Isaiah, and about verses 18 through 20, what does he say? Though your sins are as red as crimson, I will wash them white as snow. Yeah. And he, it come, he's constantly calling, come to me and let me comfort you and yeah. heal you and forgive you of your sins. And yet we know with Israel that they were like, nah, that sounds like a good offer, but nah, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. I'll do this on my yeah. own. Um, The truth is, and it can, this cannot be a more important truth, I mean, I just hear this all the time in a lot of different forms, there, there was no amount of effort that we can do to make things right with God. Right. We are Lord. on our own, alone, and apart from Christ, we are separated from God yeah. for as long as we choose to be rebellious and say, no, nah, it's all right, I'll do things on my own. Yeah. And that's sad. That's the sadness of not just the world that Isaiah lived in, but the world that we live in today. It's a sadness in our own lives. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, I feel like people think this, hey, I've come to Christ, I've given my life to Christ, that's good enough, right? Like it's every day you've yeah. got to say, Jesus, I need you to be my savior every single day, but I most importantly, or along with that at least, I need you to be my Lord. Yeah. In control of everything in my life. And that, that constant reminding ourselves of what we've been saved from. You know, because you're right, we, we get to that point, and if we're not, you know, like the, the word says, constantly renewing our minds and constantly checking ourselves in relation to where we are in, with Christ, yeah. it's easy to get our eyes off and start looking at other people and saying, well, I'm not that bad, yeah. you know, or I'm not that bad. I'm better than this, you know, and and, and so we 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 start straying, and we have no idea if we're not constantly yeah. renewing our minds and, and, and checking God, ourselves with the word. And what and, God says is, it doesn't matter how bad you think you are in a relation to someone else. Yeah, your, your, your standard is Christ. Your, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's very important, and always to come back to is, it's God's point of view in all things that really matters, not yours, not yeah. somebody else's. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you think you are; it's where God thinks knows that you are, not things. Right. He knows where you are. Yeah. And so there's no sense in trying to cover up, hide, mask, uh, all this stuff. We just need to have a, a, a time in our lives very consistently to say, you know what? I've kind of messed this up. Uh, not really. I've really, <laughs> I, have, I have deep, deep sin yeah. in my life that I need you, Jesus, to cover over. You know, it's not just a one-time thing. Surely, right. yes, Jesus died once for all time, but like we have to have a moment and we have to have a daily kind of We have of to make sure that our hearts are still in line with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think that's, you know, and, and this isn't a, a shame moment by any means that we're talking about. This is just a, a realization of 
It's a, I it's messed a, up. It's a grace moment is what it is. We yeah. don't truly understand yeah. grace until we understand how far we are away from yeah. what, what God calls us to be. Yeah. And like I said, it's the grace of all graces that he says, come, come back, come to me. Yeah. Let me cleanse you. I will make you whiter than snow. And it's just, it's just so beautiful. So like caught up in this judgment and wrath. This is what's always so just like mind-blowing to me that in, in the character of God can sit both judgment and wrath, and righteousness love. and mercy and grace all together. Yeah. He holds them together perfectly, um, you know, and is so patient and so loving with us and all those things. So in the midst of Isaiah 1 here, and we see these flashes all throughout Isaiah is like, guys, this is not good. You are not trusting. You are not holy. You are not where you need to be. But, but. you can come back. Yeah. You know, we'll, just, that's, we'll talk next time a little bit about this strange little prophecy and moment Isaiah 7 with King Ahaz and the promise of a, a child that will be called Emmanuel and what's really happening in that context is a yeah. lack of trust on Ahaz's part but God says I guess what you're gonna be okay and I'll, I'll like ask me for a sign and I'll show you how okay it's gonna be and what does Ahaz do nah, I, got I got this thank you dummy. we say dummy all day long but then we look at ourselves and we're like do the same thing don't we dummy and so I think as we kind of close things out today is, is we see the seriousness and the severity of sin on the one hand, but the, the greatness of God's mm -hmm. love on the other. In fact, I'm trying to see if I can make this come out right one more time, is that the severity of our sin and our sins is never greater than the strength of God's love and character. Mm -hmm. I, I just... It's a great place. That'll to preach. Just, that, That'll preach. That'll preach every day, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a great place to just leave things, right, for yeah. the day. And I just hope that you understand that and that you take that in uh, and that you absorb that in your yeah, heart sure. and that everybody would hear that. That's the true message of God, the Bible, the gospel, and Christ is that whatever you have done, that's severity of what you've done. And some people we know, all of us, have done um, a whole lot to, to pull us off track. It, that, that severity of that is never greater than the strength of God's love and character. And so I hope that that's the thing that you take away today in all of this. And I encourage you, read Isaiah 1. Start reading Isaiah all the way through it because it will do well to prepare us for when we show up in the book of Matthew. Yeah. Uh, and we in see August, a baby, right? yeah, in August, a baby born uh, to the whole world, uh, for the whole world, yeah. for the sins of the world. And so, again, as always, very, very uh, grateful that you would take some time uh, to tune in and to listen. Hopefully what you continue to hear on here is biblical, good, helpful, beneficial, and um, exalting of the name of God. And so until we see you guys again, a little bit of a break, little we bit of will a break. see you again. Not a $400, or $400, 400 year no, I not a 400-year break. Uh, that would be, yeah, or a 400 dollars one. Either. Just a week. Just a week. Just a week. We will see you guys next time. See you guys. Bye.